Welcome into the Siouxland Sports Insider High School Football Weekend Podcast. Uh, we're here over at Hawks Coffee Shop in Sergeant Bluff. Thanks to Cindy uh, for all her support this football season. Um, and we just really appreciate her allowing us to come in. Uh, stop by sometime if you've never been here. Tremendous uh, breakfast items, great coffee, uh, lunch items as well. Uh, just a nice little comfy place here to be in the fall. And uh, Mitch, we uh, gonna recap here. Let's uh, we'll roll back to uh, Thursday night when uh, Sioux City North wrapped up a five and four season with a forty nine to nothing victory over Council Bluffs AL. And the story and headliner of the night was uh, Demarco Young. Yeah, Demarco passes a, a record that was held for quite some time at Sioux City North. Years. Uh, longer than I've been alive. So <laughs> uh, 18 touchdowns on the year, uh, just an incredible story from him coming over from South Sioux last year and being able to to integrate himself into an offense that really needed to find its identity this year and really did so. And, you know, I mean, you credit the, the, the running back, but obviously credit that offensive line and then yeah. credit, you know, I think – Another unsung hero on that that backfield is, is Dayton Harrell. You know, just taking him under his wing, and and even though uh, you know it's he, he Dayton lost carries, um, he's still um, good out of the backfield, and you know just keeping that running back room at a, at a positive, I think, was just a, a big thing for Sioux City North this year. And you know when when they had it rolling, and Carson was able to find his receivers downfield and open the the playing field up for. Uh, young, it, it ended up being really uh, pivotal for Sioux City North. Yeah, it really was. And, uh, you know, North, you mentioned the offensive line. Coming into the season, they only had one returning starter, um, and then they had a sophomore and then the rest juniors up front in the offensive line. So uh, something to build off of this offseason and a uh, little momentum heading, heading into uh, next fall. Yeah, another game on Thursday that I actually covered too. DV playing yes. a heck of a game yeah. against Del Rapids. Undefeated Del Rapids came down to uh, late in the fourth quarter, and DV ended up turning it over and losing by a four. But uh, you know, I think with 11A this year in in the state of South Dakota, it's pretty wide open. There's not really one team where I'm dead set on can win it all. Yeah. Um, I thought going into the game, maybe Del Rapids was the favorite, the clear favorite. Um, mm -hmm. But with what uh, DV came out and punched him in the mouth with, I think, you know, DV is just as deserving to get yeah. down there. And then you talk about it, Sioux Falls Christian or mm -hmm. Beersford team. A lot of teams in, the, in that 11A region that are going to make a lot of noise in the, in the playoffs. DV with that loss now does have to play all their games on the road. Mm -hmm. um, and they've, that's where they've dropped two of their three losses or have been on the road. So uh, tough sledding for DV, but I always like really, really impressed with the fight that they they showed uh, Randy Rosenquist had a couple great catches. I think he totaled over a hundred and some yards and two touchdowns. And Ethan Onama and that, that defense played extremely well against a, a heavy, heavy run attack yeah. in Del Rapids. And uh, we'll be excited to cover them. And you know, obviously their counterparts just farther up the road in Elk Point Jefferson as well. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I'll just echo your state, your sentiments on uh, Dakota Valley. There, I mean. They didn't really need to prove themselves, but I mean, if anybody was doubting, you know, Dakota Valley can get the job done. So, um, good job out of them, and best of luck in the postseason here. And then uh, we'll turn our attention to last night. Um, West Sioux uh, started their playoff march with a 58 to nothing shellacking of East Sac County. Uh, took a halftime lead of 49 to nothing, and uh, basically the game was over at the half, Mitch. 
And we kind of figured that, uh, yeah. you know, Eastside County, we, we didn't know if the drive was going to be worth it for them. And uh, looking over the stats, it wasn't. Uh, yeah. You know, I think they totaled uh, under 70 total yards on the offense, rushing and uh, passing, and it was uh, an absolute onslaught for West Sioux. They can do it any way they wanted to, running, passing. They had a punt return, uh, a couple interceptions. Just uh, played extremely well on the defensive side, uh, clearing some things up, you know. That's, I don't know how many times they've shut down an opponent at home. It's super hard to win there in Haywarden, and they, they proved that. And, you know, we're going to see this team. It's, it's not that they just played a, a, a non-deserving ESAC County team. Uh, they're going to keep doing this to multiple opponents as the season goes on and as the playoffs roll on. And, you know, I think West Sioux, we talked about it before, is one of the more proven teams that are yeah. still in the, the, the playoff hunt and the playoff race. And I think they're going to definitely go out and demonstrate and prove that, uh, you know, Hayward and football is here to stay. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then last night also East finished up the regular season uh, with 62-14 to 14 victory over Sioux City West. Uh, East uh, cruised to a halftime lead of 41-6 to six and uh, basically just KO'd West at the half. Um, so East moves on. Um, we do know they did make the playoff field. That has been announced. Uh, later this morning, um, the pairings will come out. And uh, stay tuned to SSI Twitter and uh, our website page. We're going to have some playoff information coming up. I'm going to talk to some coaches and uh, get their thoughts on what lies ahead for next week. But uh, congratulations to East on a 7-2 and two regular season. And, uh, you know, just they've been pretty solid all year long. Uh, the competition's really going to ratchet up next week. Uh, they'll be playing a higher seed. So uh, we'll see how that one goes. Um, and then uh, Mitch uh, Carroll uh, defeated Sergeant Bluff 24 to 19. Sergeant Bluff just just a tough season, and you know just just couldn't get anything going last night. Yeah, I mean you have a you win and you get into the playoffs. Uh, and he probably actually win the district at a four and one record too. Yeah. Uh, and then you just you lose that game out of the playoff season's over. Uh, just a tough one, uh, you know. At uh, at Carroll Stadium, it was a, probably a longer drive back than what they wanted. And uh, you know, season's over for Sergeant Bluff, and they just you know didn't have enough pieces to to put together the puzzle for this year. And you know they're gonna have to regroup and, and start it off for next year. They lose a lot of key seniors as they did yeah. last year, and I think that's really the the this descending pieces. With uh, we never realize how good some senior classes are until yeah. they leave. And yeah. you know this Sergeant Bluff team, playoff bound last year, lost to the the state runner up, um, and then they lose seniors. And then now you see both those teams this year. Uh, won a three-win team and then our won a four-win team and won a two-win team. Mm -hmm. So losing seniors is is very crucial in, in a lot of pieces and ways. But you know, credit the the coaching staff at Sergeant Buff being able to turn around and coach some of these guys up that are going to get a lot of playing time next year, um, and they're going to learn a lot of valuable lessons. Obviously, you never want to not make the playoffs as a team that's historically, you know, not at least the last decade has made the playoffs almost every single year. Um, but it's 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 tough, and you know, it'll it'll bounce back into their way and you know I think there was a uh, the game that we called for Metro Sports or we had for Metro Sports mm -hmm. um, kind of was an outlier of that too because if if one team won you got a different seed and I don't know if that weighed in the back of their mind of Sergeant Bluff and all but you know they it was a it was slow slugging for the for the start I think it was 10 to 6 at one point just couldn't get a lot of momentum going then 12 to uh, 12 to 10 and then it just kind of 
snowballed at the end. They had a chance late, I believe, mm -hmm. with under two minutes with the ball right around the midfield to go in and score and take the lead. Uh, and they just weren't able to get it done. So, but all in all, uh, you know, good season. Obviously, a lot of their kids are getting ready to move on to basketball and other sports. But, uh, you know, happy to be able to cover them for at least this, uh, these first uh, regular season games. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then just down Highway 20 um, is our friends over at Woodbury Central. Uh, took care of business first round of the playoffs last night with a 42 to nothing victory over South O'Brien. Uh, never really challenged, never really pushed at all in this contest. And uh, the beat goes on for uh, Woodbury Central, Mitch. Yeah, and we uh, did our player predictions. I said the McGills were going to have five touchdowns, or four touchdowns. They had five. Um, so uh, Max McGill on the ground, 36 carries, 213 yards, three touchdowns. And then his brother, Eric, uh, the junior receiver, uh, six catches, 146 yards, two touchdowns. And then obviously we're going to talk about the quarterback slinging the rock. Drew Clunder, I tell you what, he's had a heck of a season, um, throwing for over, closer to over 2,000 yards yeah. and added 326 yards and three touchdowns to his arsenal for this one. And, and like we talked about, I don't think South O'Brien uh, stood a chance after they got their first touchdown. And we talked about it. I mean, this team, I, I don't know if it's – the, they just score right at 42, but their margin of victory, they get to like 42 points every single game, and they're like, all right, that's that's good enough. Um, but they've they've put it on every single team they've played this year, and uh, they're they're a super impressive and super scary 9-0 team. They're going to host a couple more playoff games uh, before they get to, to the Dome if they're able to get there, and, you know, obviously going to be an exciting uh, next couple games for, for the Wildcats at Woodbury Central. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, next game here is uh, Remsen St. Mary's. Um, you know, pretty much a part-time job last night, 76 to nothing over Audubon. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about this earlier in the week, Mitch, here. Um, this is just a team that just blows teams out. <laughs> and uh, we kind of figured this one would be this lopsided. Yeah, I, you know, I was I was hoping that, uh, that Audubon would make it a little bit of a, a more competitive game. Uh, just but with the firepower that Remsen has and Audubon coming to the game at four and five, you know, he ought to be a respectable game. Just Remsen put absolutely no doubt on, in, in anyone's mind that this game was going to be theirs. Uh, they've been and you've you said it, too. They've been absolutely dominant all year. Uh, just really, really taking it to some teams. And, you know, they've had, I think, out of all the teams in Siouxland had the most shutouts. Yeah. Um, on the season so far so you know they're they're not only just Both piling sides on, of football, yeah. yeah they're they're able to hold their opponents out of the, the end zone as well and you know it's a, it's a credit to to what they've been able to do in the offseason and you know i think they're gonna they're gonna be one of the teams that we talk about we talked about the west Sioux, the woodbury yep. centrals they're gonna be one of the teams we're covering a lot later into the year than some of these other teams that are uh making historical playoff runs and i think that uh Remsen's set and poised to make a very, very deep playoff run, if not play for a, a championship here uh, in the next month. Yeah, I, I would agree with you there, Mitch. We'll take a quick break to let our sponsor identify themselves. Come on down and kick off your day with fresh brewed coffee and delicious breakfast items down at Hawk's Coffee Shop. Thanks again to Cindy and Hawk's Coffee Shop for having us here. We're live here at Hawk's Coffee Shop in Sergeant Bluffs. Come on in and stop down and get uh, some, some great breakfast items and some awesome coffee here i'm not a coffee drinker but every time we're here for a podcast marty i always get something <laughs> to drink and yep. it's always really really delicious and and uh, great and the, obviously this the students and 
that, that are working here are awesome as well. So yeah. thanks again for Hawks for, for hosting this segment, and we'll get right into the second half of this uh, recap here. And, you know, I think uh, – if you were to look at it, two wins for Lafleur's first season mm -hmm. uh, wasn't ideal. They probably wanted a little bit more, but uh, he would be the first one to tell you that it's going to be a, a bit of a process to get them to where they want to be. Yep. Um, and then obviously the, a tough one-point uh, defeat to Boyden Hall Rock Valley is going to hurt uh, for the capper of the season. But uh, you know Bishop Heelan made some strides this year after starting off Ofer, getting yeah. two key wins, and I think they're. Uh, they're kind of getting in the right direction as they want to be for for this junior and sophomore class to be you know, seniors, seniors and juniors for next year where I think they're going to make a lot more noise than what they did this year. Yeah, I agree, Mitch. Uh, you know, this year they did end that 19-game losing streak that they were on um, and actually turned that into a two-game winning streak. Those were their two victories, as you mentioned. And, uh, you know, if you look over the roster, it's largely a junior-dominated roster. So a lot of these kids are back next year. So um, very advantageous for them. You know, they got their system in year one under their belt, and, uh, you know, they can take that momentum into the offseason and uh, look forward to camp next spring, late summer. Going into the game, uh, Hinton, I tell you what, they had a heck yeah, of a – I like heck this of team a lot. Postseason and – um, Hinton and Bo DeRocher, I, I tell you what, five touchdowns on the, the night for him. Yeah, he's uh, a he heck had, of a back, man. Yeah, an angry, angry run. Yeah. Um, and it's the he first time to me, yeah. they've uh, – to the round of 16, uh, the first time the, for a playoff win for Hinton since uh, 2016 when they beat Logan Magnolia. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, a bit of history for them. But, yeah, we sh I showed you one of the runs that he yeah, had where amazing. it looked like he was taken down yeah. after a 10-yard gain and bounced through. and. You know, he's a, he's a tough, tough runner. And, you know, that offensive line we talked about, too, does a great job for blocking for him. And, mm -hmm. you know, this team's going to go as far as that offensive line lets them. And, you know, Bo's going to run hard behind it. And, yep. you know, they have some receivers out in the in space that can make plays. And, you know, Hinton's a team that's kind of, you know, really flown under the radar. Two-win team last year. Yeah, I know. Turn, turn it around this year. And, great you know, they're, they're, a, they're a surprisingly mm -hmm. good team this year. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think they can still they, – they got a couple more games in them. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And, you know, you mentioned the offensive line and look no further than Garrett Divis, in my opinion, uh, one of the better offensive linemen here in northwest Iowa. And, uh, you know, he's had some game day visits to Ames. Um, I'm not sure where everything stands right now, but he is a highly recruited kid and extremely talented. But congratulations to Coach Harderson and the coaching staff over there at Hinton. Uh, just a great season, fun to watch. So look forward to their next contest next week. And uh, from there we'll move on in a team that we've also been impressed with this year, uh, Galen Catholic, uh, victorious in round one of the playoffs with a 40-22 to win over Tri-Center. And uh, Galen just keeps rolling. The Bonderson kid at receiver. Um, you've got Spangler at running back. And the, the quarterback, Kraft, just – Really solid team, Mitch. Absolutely, and they held the uh, leading rusher in the state of Iowa with over 2,000 yeah. yards and 28 touchdowns to a minimal day in, in his retrospect. And, uh, you know, yeah, Bonderson, three touchdowns. Connor Kraft, I think, had four through the air, um, or three through the air and then one rushing. Mm -hmm. uh, and, they, they, you know, they, they put together a great, great team. I believe this team, uh, with only one loss on the year, they're going to um, – with them hosting one of their first playoff games since 2011, you know mm -hmm. they definitely didn't disappoint and played a really good game and and sent a tri center a good good tri center team yeah. that we saw play head up against Woodbury Central yep. home 
and uh, you know, it's just it speaks to the the volumes of, of what's going on there at Galen. And you know, I didn't think that there would be um, this big of a, of a margin of victory for them um, because I knew Tri Center was a good team that was going to try to slow the game down, but. With Bonderson and receiver, there's no play that you can take off. And, yeah, and his, his catch radius and abilities to make plays, um, I was watching the highlights, and I saw yeah. one of the catches where he – Back end zone, yeah. Yeah, goes up and mosses a guy. So mm -hmm. you had that with uh, the rushing attack that they have, and they can really, really wear down on you on the defensive line. And uh, then all of a sudden, if you're, you're falling asleep and guarding the run, they just air it out over the top of you. Yeah. A uh, really complete team. I, I like what they do on special teams as well. Yeah. Uh, Keaton Logan is a heck of a, a, a kicker mm -hmm. and a heck of a catcher in, in baseball. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, they, they've just got athletes all over the place and, you know, happy for this Jays team to to be resurgent. And, you know, we Lamar's themselves got a, a nice victory this weekend, yeah. Uh, yeah. too. Uh, but uh, Over Fort Dodge, and they're on to the playoffs. So. Yeah, and they, but the Jays are like, hey, don't forget about us. We're, yeah, we're, yeah. They got, we got two good teams yeah. out there in Lamar's. That's right, they do. Um, and then uh, final game we're checking on real quick is uh, uh, hometown uh, OABCIG, victorious 29-23 over Unity Christian. Uh, more of the same, Beckett DeGene leading the charge here. And, you know, this game uh, a lot closer than I projected it to be. Um, but, you know, I mean, we talk about it, Mitch. A little adversity doesn't hurt when you're hammering teams most of the season. So, uh, you know, clean some things up here, watch the tape and uh, prepare for next week. But I, I do think OABCIG is going to continue a deep run into the playoffs. I just do. And, uh, you know, they're used to playing November football, so I look for more season out of them, Mitch. Yeah, no, that game was, I believe they were down three at one point and then scored nine unanswered to win 29 yep. to 23 against the Unity team. That I, You know, I thought um, going into the game they had beaten Sheldon but lost two to Central Line and West Line the, day, the weeks before. Mm -hmm. And uh, OABC had a little bit of momentum getting three straight wins. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought the game was going to be a little bit farther out of reach, but like you said, a good, uh, you know, test uh, early in, in the playoffs to where, you know, hey, we're, we're going to get everyone's best. And we just got to play our game. And, you know, we don't care if we win by one or we win by 100. We yep. just got to get a, a victory. And uh, OABCIG was able to do that. And, you know, they got a couple more games that they got to put under the belt as well, too. And, you know, um, we talked about it before. The, the brackets and pairings don't come out until 10. Uh, we're recording this now early in the AM, uh, yep. getting up before you guys have to. <laughs> and uh, we're so once that gets, those pairings come out, we'll have obviously the yep. updated schedules on Wednesday uh, for our weekly podcast. But then we'll also obviously share them and retweet them on Twitter so that way you guys know um, everything to, to make sure you go in and follow. But then we'll have the updated uh, brackets in, in all classes. And, you know, I've, there's a, at least one team in every class around here that's uh, going to make some noise and make some movements. And there's going to be some exciting games coming up uh, next week for round ones of – the higher classes and then rounds two for the others and you know we still got some South Dakota teams to talk about as yeah, well. Yeah absolutely so uh, we've got some loaded football coming your way uh, playoff football and uh, Mitch and I look forward to covering it. Uh, thanks for listening in today and uh, thanks again to Hawkshop for their sponsorship.